0: what's up fellow freaks i'm zach your host of the Ox podcast bringing you a daily dose of uncensored wisdom 10 minutes or less no bullshit no topic off limits if any episode of the Ox has made your life better in some small way please take a few seconds to send this podcast to someone else the best way to spread love is to share what you love now without further ado let's dive in Here are five things that I wish I knew 10 years ago. Oh my God, I'm choking. (laughs) Here are five things I wish I knew 10 years ago about dating in my 20s. And all of these have changed my dating life for the better, especially the last one. I am 27. I just turned 27. Holy fuck. I feel old as shit. Learn from my mistakes. Let's (laughs) Let's jump right into it. Here we go. So one... You can't be super attractive to some people without seeming like a creep to others. You can't be super attractive to some people without seeming like a creep to others. Early on in my dating hookup career when I first got to college, because I don't think I... I may have talked to three females in high school. One of those was my mom. I I, I got into a mode where... I needed everyone to like me. What, whatever girl that I talked to, I wanted her to like me. I wanted her to walk away from that inf- interaction saying, "Oh, this dude's cool as fuck" or you know, I want to have sex with this guy or you know, I want to make out with this guy, I want to get to know him, whatever. And a lot of my actions towards girls with what I was saying and what I was doing was geared towards getting them to like me and as a result of that because i needed other people's approval besides my own i was adjusting what i was saying and what i was doing to fit whatever girl i was talking to i would kind of morph to her or maybe i wouldn't bring something up that i wanted to say that i thought was funny or i wasn't showing my true self and what i've got more comfortable with and what i what i aim to do now every single time I talk to someone, what even if it's just a, you know, a a stranger or a casual interaction outside of romantic ones, I try to show my rough edges boldly because the right people will love you for your rough edges and I want to share my opinions boldly, I want to act boldly, I want to show those rough edges boldly, I want to be who I am unapologetically and that sounds corny as corny as fuck but here's here's the release that i get from that i know going in now that we're not meant to like everybody and we're not meant for everybody to like us so as long as I'm being true to myself and I'm saying something because I want to say it and I'm doing something because it excites me and fulfilling for me, there is no wrong action. There is no wrong thing to say when you are talking to someone or when you're doing something. And that's that's not to say that people don't make mistakes. I, I certainly make mistakes and I'm going to continue to make mistakes, hopefully less and less as life goes on. I'm talking about the interactions that you'd have maybe in a a bar talking to someone or meeting someone out for the first time or going on a first date after you've met them on a dating app, those type of interactions where you are nervous beforehand, you're not really sure what the other person likes. The best way to figure out what that other person is like is to show them yourself and then allow them to respond to it. Don't go into that interaction saying, what What do I have to do to get this person to like me? Go into that interaction simply just wondering what is this person like and being yourself and, and remembering that the person, the partner who you end up with, the partner who you spend a long period of time with will love you for those rough edges. The same things you do that some girls may consider it creepy, another girl will find that super fucking attractive. And there's a spectrum. It's not like you're either a creep or you're super attractive. There's a there's a whole spectrum in there. But the point is that you will do things that some girls don't like. And those same things, other girls will fucking love it and be super attracted to you. And don't become a vanilla person trying to get everyone to like you. Know that going into these interactions Some people aren't going to like you and you're not going to like some people. And that's fine. It doesn't mean you have to change who you are. And that's something I wish I did when I was 18 instead of, you know, 24, 25. Number two is take care of your fashion and fitness. I have come to the conclusion that 99.99999% of people that would be considered quote unquote ugly are not actually ugly or they're not irreversibly ugly they are either out of shape either not taking care of themselves maybe they're super overweight or they're dressing like shit and they're not manicuring themselves taking care of themselves and so when people say oh that person's ugly there there are a lot of times where you know someone will say oh that that girl's ugly or, you know, that guy's ugly, whatever. And yeah, maybe you're not attracted to them. Maybe I'm not attracted to them. But that's not irreversible. You you have the power to change how you look. And being in shape and dressing well is a fucking cheat code in life. And I know this because I was not dressing well until probably around 19, 20 years old. And I'm oh I'm still on a journey of figuring out what my fashion is. And that that changes, though I do have more of a sense of myself and how to dress well. And I also was pretty out of shape in high school. I was chubbier as a kid. I didn't really take care of myself. And so I started playing baseball. And I saw how my interactions changed with other people, especially women and the opposite sex, because of how my outside changed. And And the outside changing can actually spark an internal shift. I remember... The first year I was down at University of Richmond, my closet was all vineyard vines, button downs like pastel jean, uh, pastel uh, button downs with khakis, boat shoes, the typical fratty look. And I have nothing against the fratty look. It's just not me. But for the first year I was down at Richmond, that's how I dressed. I kind of had the Justin Bieber haircut. I went shopping with my mom and she picked out a bunch of clothes for me. And that's what I wore whenever I went out. And something about it didn't feel right right for me. And then one day when I got back sophomore year, I went to go get a haircut with my friend Doug and we went shopping after that at this place called Need Supply, which has a lot of expensive items, but we were college kids. So we went to the sales rack and found some cool stuff. And I remember that night when we went out, I had a different haircut. It was it was shaved on the sides, kind of combed over on the top, like a like a typical uh, tape up high fade, kind of hard part white guy haircut, like almost like a Macklemore haircut, but not that much, that not that harsh. And then I put on uh, instead of the pastel button down and khakis and bow shoes, I put on a black T shirt with a small graphic on it because I'm pretty minimalist. I had dark jeans and black boots that I had never really worn before. Kind of like these black combat boots because I, for whatever reason, I was just too scared to wear them. And so I went, walked into this bar like black on black on black. And for the first time with that haircut, with that clothing, I was like, fuck, this is me. I know everyone else at the school doesn't really dress like this when they go out, but like, I love the fucking t-shirt jeans, combat boots, walking into a bar. And My internal, it's not like I did that and I felt super confident from then on, but it did spark an internal shift where I started to realize that on top of being in shape for baseball and dressing well within the things that I like, within my taste, that is a fucking cheat code in life with business, with dating, with anything. And also life is more fun when you look good naked, so you can't overlook that. So take care of your fashion and fitness. That is completely within your power. Those are choices that you can make. You can choose to work out however you choose to work out, lifting weights, running, uh, boxing, whatever you choose to do. Do something where you're getting your body moving and and you're taking care of your body and getting in shape. And then also fashion. Follow people that you admire on Instagram. Pick out clothing items that maybe you wouldn't wear, but you think it looks sick. The, look, pay attention to the things where you walk down the street. like I, All the time, I'm taking mental notes. I'll even put notes in my phone. Or, or if I see a guy wearing a pair of pants or jeans, I'll write, I'll make a note of the color combination and what he was wearing. And I'm like, fuck, like, that looks sick. I need to get that for myself. I need to make that work with my closet. So start paying attention to the outfits that you like and, and make notes and fashion and fitness. It's not everything but it's if you take care of those two things that's like a 50 sixty percent probably maybe 70 percent head start on every other uh, dude in the the dating game number three is learning that the end goal of a date is in sex when I was just out of college I dated I was excited to be in the city after I moved out of my home and dated around and and I'm still dating I'm I'm single but my earlier dates I would always think oh you know like if I don't close within the first two or three dates I failed I fucked up if I don't if I don't have sex with this girl you know she doesn't like me I'm I'm not I'm not doing my job as a man because I didn't bring her back and I realized that that goal is bullshit because the the goal of a date should be, one, to decide if you want to go on a second date, if it's a first date, and two, to create an awesome experience for you and your date. And great sex will be the byproduct of that experience. So make the goal for that date to be get to know whoever it is on the other side of the table and make sure it's a fucking fantastic experience. And so what I like to do is I, I don't like to be in the same spot for three hours on a date. So maybe we'll walk around, uh, go to a park, play Cards Against Humanity for an hour. We'll go grab a drink for another 30, 45 minutes, and then we'll go to dinner. Because I, I want it to feel like we're moving. I, I feel like dates kind of get stagnant when you're just in the same place for three hours, two hours. So like keeping it moving for me is a way to kind of keep the energy high, keep the vibes high plan it out and, and go to two or three different spots in the night. And that makes it feel like kind of this new experience. Like you're starting again the date each time, which I feel like is kind of cool. So that that's one way that I make the experience exciting. I don't think to myself anymore, oh, like I need to close with this girl tonight or whatever. That That is simply the byproduct. And because of that, I've had more sex and I've had better sex because I've stopped making my main goal closing at the end of the night. My goal is to simply make that night as exciting as fuck, as as fulfilling as possible, and to go into it with a mindset of I want this girl to have a good time. And that's led to better sex. That's led to more sex and it's led to more fulfilling experiences overall. Number four is protect your needs and boundaries. Don't be afraid to walk away when someone consistently violates your needs and boundaries. For example, you may have a certain way you like to text, maybe you, I don't know, you, maybe you are a longer texter. Let's, let's use that as an example. I don't know if this is the best example, but say, say you're someone who like needs to get things out over text. Cause okay, so I'm not that I, I, I'm a pretty short, concise texter. You may need someone who's also willing to do that to be able to be in a relationship with that person. You need someone that has a similar style of communication. If that person is not willing to at least make some sort of compromises for your communication style, and you're not willing to make compromises for their communication style, maybe the best move would be to to walk away if that person is if if you're, if you're consistently not willing uh, to take into account the other person's communication needs and boundaries for each other, you know, protect, protect your needs. And and communication is a big one. Another one is uh, not letting hotness, not letting attractiveness dictate your needs and boundaries. So in the past, I've been willing to expand on my needs and boundaries because a girl is hot as fuck. And I'm like, damn, like, I need to make this work. And so as a result of that, I'm willing to give that girl more leeway where she might say or do something to me that's messed up and I don't say something right away because I'm afraid of losing her and I don't want to lose someone that hot. I would say something that I've gotten better at is realizing when I'm being blinded by attractiveness and, and not letting someone's attractiveness dictate my needs and boundaries. These are my needs and boundaries and I'm willing to be flexible to a certain extent on those things. I'm willing to compromise with the other person, but I'm not going to completely throw those away anymore just because someone is hot. And number 5, the last one is don't take rejection personally. This kind of goes off the first one to go for full circle. So you can't be super attractive to some people without seeming like a creep to others. Don't take rejection personally. So if you're speaking your mind, if you're acting boldly, if you're showing your rough edges, if you're you know, saying things that you want to say and you're not doing it because you need this other girl to like you and she rejects you, don't take it as a personal attack. See it as the right thing to have happened. Again, your job isn't to get everyone to like you. That's a waste of time. It's It's to find people who are compatible with you. The name of the game for dating is compatibility. It's not for everyone to like you. So for me, I I feel like a better approach is I want girls to figure out how much, like whether they want to continue with me or not continue with me as fast as possible because that precedes us from wasting time. So I want to be myself as much as possible. So I give that girl as much information and she gives me information. And so we decide whether we want to, move forward or end things sooner than later. We're not wasting time. And so in order to do that, you can't take rejection personally because when you are yourself, truly yourself, you invite more rejection into your life because you're not letting other people's actions dictate your actions. So I have deeper connections with girls now that I date because I am more myself. And also I get rejected more probably I don't have the stats um, because or, or I don't know if I would get rejected more but when I do get rejected it happens sooner and that's okay with me because dating is a filtering process of compatibility and so I want to be able to have the power of not taking rejection personally not taking it as an attack being grateful for her time or his time, whoever it is that you're dating and saying, okay, you know, that's the right thing to have happened. There are a lot of things that have to line up to date someone, personality, timing, uh, trauma, whatever. And for whatever, this situation is not right. And I'm not going to look too deeply into it. And that's okay. The only thing I know is that it's not going to continue. And I'm not going to take that personally. So just as a recap, those five things, show your rough edges boldly. Two, take care of your fashion and fitness. Three, the end goal of a date shouldn't be sex. Four, protect your needs and boundaries no matter how hot someone is. And five, don't take rejection personally. I will see you guys tomorrow.